Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 is the phone number. I, I'm not sure what's going on exactly. These We switched the studios, which drives me up a wall. It should not be the case. We shouldn't have to move. And when I'm in there, you have to move from one studio to another studio. We have calls up. Now we don't. I don't know what's going on, why we need to switch studios like that. And then the calls don't get transferred over. Like, I mean, I'm trying to do a show here. We have the calls on the line. Now they're not there. So it drives me up a wall. Anyway, we're recapping the Knicks win at home uh, against the Cavaliers, obviously. And we mentioned before the break how rare it is. And I know that's why the Knicks fans are climbing the, the light poles in the street because it's rare that they actually win a playoff game, but still overreacting to what is just a, a round one win. And it's not even a series win. It's a round one win. And you have the Knicks, who, as we said, were in the postseason only a few times. This is the sixth time in you know the last twenty plus years. Sixth time since the twenty oh one, the two thousand two thousand one season. And in the first time that they made the postseason, oh three oh four, that was the Isaiah welcome to the playoffs. They got swept by the Nets, so nothing there. The next time in two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, they got swept by the Celtics. The next time in, they won a game. So 11 and 12, they won one game. So if you're counting at home, since 2000, 2001, that's one playoff win. The following year was the year that they actually won a first round series. So one first round series, and they won six playoff games in total. They lost in six to the Pacers. So that is seven total playoff wins. And then most recently, they lost uh, to the Hawks in five, so they won one playoff game. So if you count prior to this year, if you count prior to this year, not only have the Knicks just had the one postseason series win, but they have had nine actual playoff wins. Nine. Since 2000 and 2001 season. Nine playoff wins. Swept, swept, won a game, and then they won six games. And then they won, oh, excuse me, did I do the math wrong? Is that eight or nine? I mean, think about that. Think about how pathetic that that is. Now, you count this year, so it was eight, actually. I did the math wrong. If you count this year, now they have two. So it is actually ten playoff wins that we've seen, including the two this year. But prior to that, sweep, sweep, 
one win, six wins, and then the Hawks win made it eight. Eight playoff wins prior to this year in the last 20-plus seasons. That is unbelievable. And then you wonder why people are climbing the, the poles out there. Now, it is something to be excited about, but celebrate to that extent. No, win, this, win the round, win the series first. And the reason why, to me, it makes it more special with the Knicks this year is because it is building something moving forward to you know, hope that they can get to another level, whether it's the you know, development of some of these guys, whether it's Grimes or quickly taking another step, R.J. Barrett potentially taking another step, or going out there and acquiring a star from somewhere else. 877-337-6666. Tom is calling from Huntington. What's up, Tom? How you doing? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not a bing-bonger. Uh, that's why I got in my car and drove around listening to talk radio uh, instead of climbing up any poles. Uh but you're right. Appreciate there it. is a lot of reason to be optimistic. Um, when you talk about that 2013 team, eight of the nine top scorers on that team were 27 or older. J.R. Smith was the only one who was 27 or younger. Uh, on this team, it's the opposite. Eight of the nine top scorers are 27 or younger. Josh Hart's 27. The only player older, 20, older than 27 is Julius Randle. And the difference here as to what we're building, is that in the 2013 team, we end up trading a pick for Bargani. We don't have a pick in 2014 in the first round. We don't have a pick in 2016. Then we have Kristaps. He has no rookie the year before him or the year after him. You look at teams now like the Pistons, they draft Kate Cunningham, they draft Jane Ivey, and they're hopeful for Victor Wembemyama. We're the opposite right now. We have nine picks in the next five years. We don't have ours this year because of the Josh Hart trade. But we have the Pistons, Wizards, Bucks, and the Mavs first-rounders um, conditionally and ours from 2024 to 2029. So, yeah, like people were celebrating like crazy tonight, but I think we all kind of know that like win or lose this series, the next three, four, five years look a lot brighter than they did in 2013. Well, I, I think you just said it perfectly there, Tom, where I was watching it and feeling it, and you nailed why, right? That was an older team. They weren't in the, the same position they are now as a franchise where they traded all those draft picks, the cap, and all that stuff. They've worked hard to put themselves in a good spot and amass all those draft picks and are in position to still be able to go out there and make a big trade if a star becomes available. And they're just, like you mentioned with the younger roster, they have potential to have one of those young guys that we mentioned before turn into an impactful player to go along with Brunson and Randall. So that is a big reason, you nailed it, why it does feel different. Plus, I think they're just better. I mean, yeah, those are big reasons, but I also think this team is actually better and we'll see what happens in the second round, assuming that the Knicks can get there first things first. But this this is what they're supposed to do. They are actually good now. We've been scarred by watching this crappy team for over two decades that you forget that they actually could have a good team. This is a good team that the Knicks have. Mm -hmm. And I want to add one last thing before I go. I also wouldn't be surprised if there's no big moves this offseason. Uh, because, you know, we had that chance at Donovan Mitchell. You can't trade Brunson until 30 games into the season because you just signed him. And we weren't going to trade Randall. 
So in theory, you could add Brunson, Randall, and Mitchell. Sounds like a pretty decent big three. But they held off. And I think they realized, hey, we're a competitive team with the guys we have now and picks. Maybe run it back if someone asks for a crazy price. Because then you have the 2024 and the 2025 pick. And you're still young, as I said. Everyone's under 27 except for Randall. This team, I don't think, is in a rush to blow it up. And I think no, nor should they be. Was- no, nor should they be. But Tom, what's the quickest way to get to the next level? They're close, but how do they get to that next level? It's either trade like they they almost did for Donovan Mitchell, but we don't know exactly what that would have cost. Forget about the picks, but you probably would have had to give up. And forget about the picks and R.J. Barrett because you're giving that up, and that would be fine. What else mm-hmm. would it have been quickly and Grimes? Because if they do that, then they're kind of. Then, then you're hurting that depth that makes them good or the potential of having one of those guys turn into a star player. Yes. You know, the Cavs gave up three picks, two swaps, Markinen, who became an all-star this year, Colin Sexton, who averaged over 20 before in the season, and their first-rounder this year. So effectively, four first-round picks, three swaps. So you're right. We would have had to give up probably quickly Grimes or Toplin. And I just don't think that if that's the asking price, uh, Leon Rose is willing to kind of dish that out. And Which is why they didn't. And, and that's and that's why it's okay. Yeah. I, I think that's why the optimism, we could kind of chill for assets. And you can also look at the timeline, too. You know, and B's kind of always constantly getting hurt. Uh, you look at Milton, barely played this year. I think he's like 33. Drew's getting to 34. It's going to come a time where 2025, Giannis doesn't have those guys around him. Sixers, Harden, you know, kind of looks like he's on his last legs. It looks like two, three years from now, it could just be us in Boston with young cores and assets. So I think we might wait a year or two before that big superstar trade that all the Knicks fans want. You know, it's an interesting point, Tom. Good call. Uh, you know your Knicks, obviously. We appreciate you taking the time to check in. Uh, by the way, Embiid out for Game 4 officially. Uh, it doesn't seem to be that big of an issue. At least he's not saying that it's going to be that big uh, of an issue, but he's going to miss Game 4. Um, dealing with the issue uh, in his leg after uh, you know the, the incident with Claxton uh, the other day, so he's going to be out for Game Four. But you know we'll see how that impacts that series. Maybe the Nets could get on the board here tomorrow afternoon uh, and, and get a win and move forward. But yeah, I mean Embiid always banged up, and I'm not looking that far down the road. But I see why you're saying that. You know, at some point, Giannis might cool off a little bit, or maybe they have to break that team up somehow. Maybe things could become a little more open for the Knicks. And and look, maybe in that time, one of those three guys, Grimes, Quickly, or Barrett, takes another step. And that's really what they need, to go along with Randall and Brunson playing at the high level that they are. One of those other guys has to be a consistent, impactful player as the third guy. Embiid, as we said, going to be uh, dealing with a sprained right knee and will miss tomorrow's Game 4. Actually, today's Game 4 is it's officially Saturday morning here on The Fan. Saturday morning, I don't work weekends. Jimmy is calling from Carlstad, New Jersey. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, Sal, what's going on? Uh, how you doing tonight? Good, Jimmy. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Uh, good win by the Knicks tonight, uh, Knicks fan, but uh, that's not actually where I'm calling. Um, second okay. time I called you, first time I called you, we argued a little bit about Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott, but I'm not calling about that either. Calling about the New York Rangers. So, I just want to make one quick point, and I'd love to hear your response. I am locked in on this team like nobody's business. In my opinion, defense wins championships 
and I don't care what sport we're talking about, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, or hockey, defense wins championships. Obviously, we got Igor and Net, but and you know what you're getting out of Truba and Lingering and Fox, but what I've seen in the last couple games out of Braden Snyder, Mikola, Keandre Miller, dude, the two goals that the Devils got, they're lucky they got them. I'm psyched. <laughs> Let's go. Jimmy, how about the penalty kill with Goudreau oh with guys going down, blocking what? shots? I mean, we're seeing power plays for the Devils without any shots on goal. They got, was it last night with the first shot on goal in the, in the power plays, right? Yes, and only one of them. I think they had another one without a shot. And yes, game one, none of them, none of those power plays resulted in even a shot on goal. Dude, they're playing at another level. I with just see they have the combination. Remember, for years it was the Tortorella defensive teams blocking shots in front of Lundqvist, but they couldn't score. Now it's almost like they have the combination of everything because they may not have that level of defense or blocking shots that the Tortorella teams had or the goaltending play with with Henrik, but it's close with Igor. And if they're blocking Blocking shots and playing defense the way they've done through these first two games with their four lines and really their first three, but especially the top six, dude, that's where you talk about a Stanley Cup team. I mean, that's a lethal lineup plus their power play. Forget it. They're loaded, Jimmy. So I, I, I am so excited. I canceled, I canceled plans tomorrow night for dinner and stuff because of the slot of the game. I, I'm like psyched, and I know it's the first round, and I'm I'm realistic. You know, I'm not. I don't get ahead of myself or whatever. You know, I heard what you said about like you know a couple callers ago, or a few minutes ago about like the Knicks in the first round, how it used to be like a you know like a layup basically or whatever. Yeah. It's a little different in hockey because the margin of victory is so slim, but they just look so locked in and it, dude it's the defense they're smothering the devils there's there's nowhere for them to go every time Hughes gets the puck there's two or three guys on him they're shutting down the passing lanes did you see Hughes last night at the end of the game on the bench he looked as frustrated as hell yeah, and he's admitted to being frustrated by it and that is a great point Jimmy and thank you for the call and by the way there is a big difference where, as they call them, the bing-bongers are celebrating the wins like it's, you know, Game 7 of the NBA Finals. But that's because the Knicks fan base is so starved. It's a little bit different where the Rangers have had some success as recently as last year. And also, you are, you know, it's a different story where you're battling with a hated division rival and looking like a Stanley Cup winning team. That's what you're seeing with the Rangers. They look locked in. They look like they're ready to go get the Cup. It's different. You feel it. You see it. It's different this time. You should be excited. They were built, and this is why I said this before these games started. I felt it. Deep down, I felt it. All the pieces were in place. And they look now, after watching them, like a team that's on a mission. But all the pieces were in place to go make a run at the Cup. You saw everything start to come together at the right time at the end of the regular season. And then people were scared off all oh, the devil's speed and this and that, blah, 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 blah. Playoff hockey is different. Rangers have turned it up. And the devils don't know what's hit them here. Rangers are on another level. It's as simple as that. They're on another level right now. Now, we'll see what happens when the series returns home. But you saw what that garden crowd was like last night, Friday night for the Knicks. It is going to be insane tonight where there's blood in the water up 2-0 against the Devils looking like a team that's ready to hoist Lord Stanley's Cup 
It's going to be insane. Ed is calling from Middletown, New Jersey. What's up, Ed? Hey, Sal. What's going on? So, Ed, Sal, how are you? I'm going to bust you. Good, good. I'm going to bust your balls a little bit, but at the same time, I, I got to say a couple of things, right? So I'm curious, with the Islanders winning 5-1 and the Rangers winning 5-1 two days in a row, are you wearing your Islanders jersey that you got? Or are you wearing your Rangers jersey that you know you should have been wearing when everybody else was telling you you should have been wearing the Rangers jersey? Well, right, right so now I'm wearing my Patrick. Right now, well, hold there. on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me answer go, the question. Right ahead, now, I'm wearing go, go, go. my Patrick Ewing T-shirt. I wore a Patrick Ewing hey, T-shirt today, a little old-school Ewing T-shirt. Oh, well, John Starks? Come on. No, Star I'm saving I'm uh, yeah. I'm saving Starks for Sunday when I go to the game. Come on, what do you think I am? All right, all right. All right, all right. Listen. I'm going to the no, game Sunday, no, so but... I want to wear my Stark stuff Sunday in the garden, but today I wore the Ewing stuff. And obviously I'm wearing I wore my Ranger stuff the day before. You know, Ranger taking on the devil. So I know you're joking around, and if you think I'm gonna wear Ranger stuff in the owner's suite at the Islanders game, you're an idiot just like the rest of the people. And I don't I don't care you, anybody else, there isn't a person on this planet that could tell me what to wear when I need when I want to wear something. Simple as that. I'll wear whatever no, I want no, no, whenever no. I want. I'm not going to bust your balls about that. Like I, I, I would do the same thing. I'm not going to lie. Of course you would. I'm Anybody just, would, Ed. Of course listen, you would. Listen, listen. But I just, I. Here's the thing. So, Sal, two things, right? So, there's two things I want to say. Number one, I have a 14 year old son. Kid doesn't watch any sports. Sits on the couch with me and watches the Rangers every day. I kid you He's not. He's into it. Kid's a you football get him into player. It? Yeah, it's the only. He's a football player. He's a he played baseball for a little while, not really, but tackle on tackle. Can't, I can't get him to watch a giant game with me. He's bored. Hockey sits there, watches with me every single day. Nothing better than playoff old. hockey. And, and 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 by the way, you know when I got into you know when I got into hockey when I was fourteen years old watching the Rangers back in '94, and I'm sitting here and I'm watching them win five one five one, and I go, this can't be real, Sal. Sal, this can't. So, Sal, please bring me down to earth. Tell me it's not real. Tell no, me it's see, not possible. Ed, no, it's real. Ed, I here's the thing. Here's uh, the thing, Ed. You Sal, should be excited Sal. about this. Get Now's the time to get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. They are going to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, think about it. It gives me goosebumps. They are on a mission right now. It's real. It could happen here. Listen, Sal, I, I agree with you, but we've been hurt before, my friend. We've been hurt yes. before. Yes, <laughs> but Ed, Ed, I know that, and I appreciate taking the time to call, and even though you're messing around with me with the Islander stuff. You've been down this road before, sure. Now's the time to embrace it. They are good, really good, like Stanley Cup champion good. You're seeing it with your own eyes. If you're a Rangers fan, you know the difference between this team, what you've seen through two games, what you saw last year, what you've seen in years past. It's different. You were hopeful then. Now you're afraid to get your hopes too high because you know the truth. They should win the Stanley Cup. They were built to do so. Not going to be easy, never is. But they have as good a chance as anybody, if not better than anybody. They've got experienced winners on that team. They've got arguably the best defenseman in the league. They've got arguably the best goaltender in the league. They've got an experienced winning head coach. They've got 
incredible special teams, both the power play and the penalty kill. The defense is playing well, matching what the offense can do. They've got scores all over the freaking ice. The kid line, Kreider, Mika, Panarin, Kaner. I mean, they haven't even all gotten going yet. All the pieces are in place. Now you should get excited. This is when you should get excited about this team and the possibilities. Obviously, you know, predictions or whatever, it doesn't really mean anything, but watching this team, how could you not think Stanley Cup? Realistically, not hopeful. Like, if you watch the Knicks, you're hopeful that they can win this first round and maybe compete in the second round. That's being realistic. You're hopeful, but it's realistic. Realistically, you can't say that the Knicks are going any further than the second round. With the Rangers, it's realistic to say, hey, this team can be the last team standing. Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Knicks with a huge win. Game three at the Garden. The atmosphere was absolutely Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Insane. Tonight, I would expect more of the same for Game 3 with the Rangers and Devils. Rangers looking to go up 3-0 on the Devils, and then we'll look for the sweep on Monday, if that is the case. The Knicks will look to make it three games to one coming up on Sunday. The Islanders get a huge win. They make it a series as they score four goals in the final four minutes or so in that game with an onslaught, a barrage from the Isles to get on the board there, and and another terrific atmosphere at UBS. we got playoff games going on all over the place. Rough night for the Yankees in the Bronx. They lose at home. To the Blue Jays, Yanks' bats just not there. Obviously, their lineup is depleted right now. That's part of the issue, but really, they just need to be better overall. It doesn't matter that all these guys are out. No excuses. Other teams are dealing with injuries, too. Yankees got to be better, and when you look at that top of the Blue Jays lineup, it's better than the Yankees right now. Judge, of course, you take him over anybody else, but outside of that, first four in the Blue Jays lineup, or first five guys there, better than what the Yankees have. So the Knicks with a huge win. Rangers... You know, getting set for Game Three tonight at the Garden, as the Garden is just going to be, you know, in the midst of this is it's it's like the '90s all over again. This is great. Cannot wait to go there Sunday afternoon. I don't think I'm gonna get the chance to go to Game Six for the Rangers next Saturday, but I can't wait to go Sunday afternoon to the next Game Four. You know, these playoff games are so special and they're so rare. You can't buy it. You know, the Knicks tried to buy it for 20 plus years and they haven't been able to do so. This type of, you know, success. 
as we said, the Knicks had won you know eight playoff games prior to this series in the last twenty plus years, dating back to the 2000-2001 season. And now they're on the board with two wins already in this series against the Cavs, and they paid them back for the blowout in Game 2 that Cleveland had. The Knicks get a laugh for themselves. Lots of garbage time in Game 3 at the Garden. 877-337-6666. Not to mention the Mets continue to roll. They're up 7-0, two outs, bottom of the ninth. And, oh, look who's about to make the last out of the game. This will be sweet. Tommy Hunter on the mound for the Mets facing Darren Ruff. Ooh, and Ruff should have just got punched out. But anyway, Darren Ruff at the dish for the Giants. Former Met Darren Ruff about to make the final out here. Let's hope he does. Come on, it would be fitting. Put it in the books, will you? 7 nothing. though the Mets have the lead. Bottom of the ninth, Alonzo with his league-leading 10th home run. He has been on some kind of tear. He's playing like an MVP right now. Nimmo also on fire. Mets are rolling. Going to make it 7 and won through the first eight games of this 10-game West Coast road trip. And I know the A's stink, and I know the Dodgers aren't the same, and the Giants aren't very good. But still, the Mets right now depleted themselves to a certain extent. And, of course, Ruff gets a base hit. Screw you, Ruff. 877-337-6666. Ben is calling from Hartford. What's up, Ben? Hi, Ben. Hey, what's up? What's up? Oh, nothing. I'm here. Are you ready to talk or what? What's going on, man? Oh, yeah, I am. Uh, Big-time Rangers fan. Uh, I feel like, you know, the Rangers were up a lot of, you know, two-goal games and with the Devils this year, and uh, they blew those games. I know it's a 2-0 series lead. Are we getting a little ahead of ourselves here? I know they've dominated them. It looks like an NHL team against an AHL team, but are we getting a little ahead of ourselves here? The Devils can come in and and quiet the garden. I hope they don't. But, I mean, is there well, any... they could. They, they could. Do you think that they will? No, I don't. That's okay. the thing. So... Like, is it too? Is it all too good to... Because I can see... I think they're going to sweep the depth. Right. And, and, yeah. Oh, it agreed. Like so, and, and I get what you. Well, I get what you say. Look, Ben, sweeps do happen, right? In postseason series, yeah. whether it's the NBA or baseball, whatever, in, in the NHL, sweeps do happen. Guess what? This is how. When a team dominates the first two games on the road, no less, that's how you can envision a sweep. Does that mean that it's guaranteed to happen? No. But based on what we've seen in these two games, knowing that this Rangers team is really good, why wouldn't you expect that to be the case? I guess maybe because, you know, they haven't really, in previous playoffs, they haven't really come out of a series like this and dominated like they have. So I I have my, you know, skepticism, but... I mean, right, but really you're, but that's the history of your fandom and looking back at last yeah. year. That has nothing to do with now. Right now, what you're seeing I, is, is the a best team, Rangers team. This is the best Rangers team that they've put out in since '94. Correct. Either. That that is correct. That that is correct. And what you're seeing, Ben, is a team that was put together. You know, like this isn't an accident. This team was built to go out there and win a Stanley Cup. Prior to the year, yep. and then certainly at the trade deadline, all the moves that were made by Chris Drury were with winning a Stanley Cup in mind. So now they yep. are executing that plan through two games. A lot can happen, but think of it this year. Uh, think of it this way. When you think back to last year, losing game one, triple overtime at the Garden to the Penguins, having to fight back from down 3-1. Now, they were able to come back and win that series and win the next series too, but it was I never watched that 
thinking that the Rangers were going to win the Stanley Cup because it took a lot out of them. You saw some weaknesses. It shouldn't have been that difficult, especially early on. I thought they could go to the finals, but winning a cup was going to be difficult. This year, it feels different, and it certainly looks different through the first two games. Yep, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean... So, no. So, no, we're not getting ahead of ourselves, Ben, and thank you for the call. No, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. As I was saying last night, this round, the Rangers versus the Devils series is over, over. Hey, 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 hey. Ooh, that one's going to come back to bite me if the Rangers lost. No, all kidding aside, you, you could only go based on what we've seen so far. We would have to see the Rangers completely fall apart, not play their game tonight at home, and the Devils to to play their A game, which you would think if they had anything, it would have been in game two. And they came out and scored first in game two. And they still did nothing with it. They couldn't stop them. The Rangers are just better. It happens. I would be stunned if the Rangers lost the game at home to the Devils here. And honestly, it would be bad even if the Rangers won this series, but it went six or seven games, I think that's a bad sign for them moving forward. They have to play like a champion. Stanley Cup champions keep the foot on the gas. Put the foot on the throat. There's blood in the water. Bury the New Jersey Devils. Vincent is calling from Oceanside. What's up, Vincent? Sal, welcome to the show. Thank you, Vincent. How are you? Long time, Ranger fan. You guys are making all great points. I agree with every single point. But I got to tell you something. I don't want Rangers on this round two. For some reason, this team cannot score against Sorokin. Whenever Igor's going up against Sorokin, I feel like the Rangers collapse and we cannot get a goal on this guy. It's going to be a scary series. We got to play the Islanders. Would you, rather, that, would you rather Carolina, though? I would much rather Carolina. The way we dismantled them last season, I get, I get it. It's not, it's not the same team, but... Well, who do you think's a better team? Who do you, and I get why you're, you're saying that because right, you'd rather... Carolina's a better team. Carolina's a better team, but I'm telling you, it's something about... When no, because you're afraid against, You're afraid to lose to the Islanders. That's it. I'm not afraid to lose to the Islanders. I'm not. I'm not afraid to lose to the Islanders. What I'm afraid of is we can't... I'm not. And But the only thing is, when Igor's matched up against um, Sorokin, Sorokin yeah. we can't score in Sorokin. <laughs> I know. That's just what, I've that's seen it. What it feels like every time we play them. I don't want to see them. I don't want any part of the island. That's the only thing I want. To, I know they're not the there's best team no, in the playoffs. There's no the doubt. There's no doubt the Islanders are a dangerous opponent. I'm not. I would not overlook that specifically because of Sorokin, because a hot goalie, and we've seen him shut down the Rangers yeah, in the regular season. But specifically, a hot goalie makes them dangerous. But it's the Islanders, Rangers, the rivalry. It. I mean, I know a lot of fans yeah, are thinking the same like, thing with like the Devils. I like the idea of the rivalry. I like it. I just, dude, I don't like the fact that we can't score on this guy all the time. Yeah, Other but here's that, the thing. Though, the boys are buzzing, and I love it. Love the energy. Well, love the way they're playing. Best that, team since 94. We got see? a real shot. We got a real shot. That's the most important thing. That's, that's oh. what you should be focusing on, Vincent, and thank you for the call. That's exactly right. The boys are buzzing. They're ready. They have a real shot. That's why I would not be uh, afraid of anybody. And I, I think what better way to go win another Stanley Cup than to go through the Devils and Islanders again. Now, look, with great risk comes great reward. 
It is a risk asking for the Devils. It is a risk now asking for the Islanders, assuming the Rangers can finish this series off and assuming the Islanders can be there. I want the Islanders. I don't want the Canes. Not that I'm afraid of them either. I just I want the matchup with the Islanders. If you if the Rangers lose to the Islanders, they don't deserve to win. They're better than the Islanders. You're saying they don't score. Right now they're lethal. Lethal offensively. They scored 10 goals in two games. I mean, come on. Rangers shouldn't be scared of anybody. I think what happens is it's the Islanders and you start to think the worst. Oh, God, this team and Sorokin. No, nonsense. If you're a Ranger fan, you should want the Islanders. Charlie is calling from Beth Page. What's up, Charlie? Oh, how you doing, buddy? Good, Charlie. How are you this morning? I Listen, Rangers are going to go 3-0. The garden is rocking. I want the Islanders. I mean, I'm glad they won tonight. I want, I live in Long Island, but I hate the Islanders. I'm a Ranger guy. I'm already tearing apart the Islander fans. And the way the Rangers are playing, they're playing the best hockey right now. And I'm loving it. Boston woke up tonight. They look good again. But the Rangers have been playing the best hockey since the playoffs are starting. And you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, look, the Rangers are right now through two games. I'm surprised we're talking so much Rangers, by the way. You guys know the Knicks won tonight, right? Yeah, listen, I, I, I'm not a big big NBA guy. I, I'd rather watch college basketball. The Knicks game was rocking. I was watching it at work, and the Garden is rocking. When did we have the Garden like this two nights in a row? Knicks last night, and now the Rangers tonight. When have you had a Garden rocking like that? Don't lose no. count in his money. Yeah, well, he should be. They're on a roll, Charlie, and thank you for the call. That's what we talked about. It's been a while since they both both been in the postseason together. Ten years, I believe, as a matter of fact. I looked this up the other day, and of course I forget. Ten years since they both been in the postseason together. So it's been a while. And you're talking about legitimately, where the Rangers could win a cup and the Knicks could certainly win a series. Up two games to one right now, as the fans go nuts and celebrate everywhere. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's an exciting time. To be a New York sports fan. Yankees are the Yankees. They haven't lost a series yet. And let's hope it's not the, the, the first one, of course, to the Blue Jays. That would stink. But, and the Yankees coming off of a, a loss, you know, last night. But the Mets are rolling. They are on fire on the West Coast, taking advantage of the bad teams. The bats have gotten it going. You, the, the pitching has been terrific, too. Joey Lucchese getting the start tonight. We haven't seen him in a while out all of last year. Lucchese... Seven innings. I mean, Lucchese gave you the best Mets start of the year, for goodness sake. Seven scoreless. He allowed just four hits, struck out nine. Handed over to the bullpen. You only get Brooks Raley for an inning. Preserve the bullpen. Look at you, Brooks Raley for an inning and Tommy Hunter. Lucchese, nasty. That could be huge for this Mets team. Forget Carrasco. Lucchese should be their fifth starter. Lucchese right now, he might be their ace. Anyway, the Mets are rolling. Alonzo having an MVP-type year, a league-leading 10th home run. He's on a mission after watching Judge do it last year. You know Pete is going to try to you know, compete with Judge the best way that he can. Not head-to-head, but just, you know, Sees what Judge did last year, and Alonzo taking pride in his game, thinking he's the best power hitter. He's going to give 60 a shot. I think we signed for 50, obviously, if you're uh, the Mets, but Alonzo's on a mission. Nemo off to a red-hot start. Mets are rolling right now.
So you got the Knicks with a big win in Game 3 at the Garden. You got the Mets with another win, 7-zip over the Giants. They are now 7-1 and one on this West Coast trip with two games remaining against the Giants. The Rangers up 2-0 over the Devils. Game 3 later on tonight at the Garden, so the Garden, yes, again, will be rocking. The Islanders with a huge win to keep that series a series as they get on the board with their first win in the series, now trail 2-1. We'll look to even things up Sunday in Game 4. And the Knicks on Sunday, same time, will look to take a 3-1 lead in Game 4. Unbelievable. This is this is like the peak of New York sports. 877-337 plus the draft coming next week. And we expect the Aaron Rodgers trade to go through. It better. Dallas got it back on the fan. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Uh, this will be the last show that I had to do against uh, the Mets. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. West Coast games, which is nice because it's been a pain in the neck all week trying to watch a game. I guess next week we do have one day where we're going to be on 7 to uh, seven to midnight up against the Knicks playoffs um, and the Mets game after the Yankees have an afternoon game on Wednesday taking on the Twins. But that is the day before the draft, so we'll do all NFL. But it's very weird, especially coming off the overnights where you know usually the overnight show, all the games are in the books, so we're ready to go. But with this with this evening shift, sometimes, especially now with the postseason, Rangers, Knicks, oh, man, I don't want to be on up against those games. I want to watch those games and then talk about them. And even with the Mets and Yankees as well, we'll never be on against the Yankee game because the Yankees are on our air. So uh, it's just different. But either way, the Mets game is finished. They uh, they win 7 nothing. So the Yankees lose to the Blue Jays at home. The Blue Jays were the ones showing the power with Guerrero Jr. getting things started in the first inning. Brandon Belt also going deep against Domingo Herman. Yanks offense just didn't have it another uh, rough night for him. This after you know walking 11 times the day before, scoring nine runs without hitting a home run. You know, the lone run for the Yankees was Oswaldo Cabrera with the home run yesterday. Mets bashing the Giants. We mentioned Lucchese. We mentioned Pete Alonso with a big day. You know, again, Brandon Nimmo, he has looked terrific uh, to start this year. The Mets really playing well. Um, outside of the Milwaukee series, the Mets have played well, and they haven't had anything really go their way as far as Verlander hasn't pitched this year. You know, losing Quintana before the season got started, losing Edwin Diaz, obviously. The issues with Scherzer is now he's facing suspension. So they've done a nice job. Outside of that Milwaukee series, they remind you of the team that won 101 games a year ago, and all of a sudden the Braves, who didn't lose, they have now lost two in a row. And the Mets just a half game back of them to start the year. And that was the thing we talked about to start the show with the 
the Yankees in that division. You know, don't look now, but I mean that division's going to be a battle all year long. You got the Rays who just don't lose. I mean, twenty games they played twenty games. They've lost three of them. Another incredible comeback last night against the White Sox down in the ninth inning. They come back and win that game. They've won three straight. Baltimore's not bad. They were legit last year. They're a young team that's been pretty good. They've won four straight. They're you know up there with the Yankees and the Blue Jays, and obviously Toronto and the Yankees are the two teams that people probably expected the most from in the East. It's the best division in baseball, the toughest, the deepest division in all of baseball. Last year, the Yankees basically ran away with it and hung on. This year, it's going to be a battle all year long, and right now, I don't really think the Yankees stack up. Now, they will when they get healthy, but when's that going to be with everybody? Rodon, Bader, Stanton, Donaldson, and with Donaldson is even a good thing. 877-337-6666. Of course, the Knicks get a win. Rangers looking to take a 3-0 lead in their series. Game 3 tonight at the Garden. Islanders get a win. <sighs> There's so much to talk about. Isn't this great? Zach is calling from Milford. What's up, Zach? Hey, how are you doing, Sal? Good, Zach. How are you? Hey, man. I just want to about uh, I've become a diehard Ranger fan over the last couple of years. Um, I got some buddies that I met Years ago, just going to a local watering hole, and we uh, fell in love with this team. And we have one guy we call him Negative Nicholas, and we look at him, and he's supposed to be our leader, and he is. And he's going tomorrow night, and he's going to represent us. Our from the seventies here in Milford, he represents us. No offense to Nick, no offense to anybody else in the Garden, but it's a Ranger town now. It's our time to shine. Well, I mean, I think it's a big enough town for both teams to shine. They do share a home, and there was nothing for me personally, being you know 14 years old or whatever at the time. There was nothing better than the 93-94 season. That was an incredible, memorable time as a young sports fan in a prime of a fandom when you're you know 14, 15 years old, whatever it was at that time. And there was nothing better. And I wish we could have another run like that. I don't think we will because the Knicks aren't unfortunately good enough, uh, you know, to get to the finals or win the finals. But still, I mean, this is a great run, Zach, for both teams, Knicks and Rangers. I mean, just just watching like watching how the Garden is like I don't watch NBA basketball at all, but like watching how the Garden gets live, and I've been there a million times to watch the Rangers, and I wanted to name my dog Madison, and I lost that fight. Because of my then fiance, now my wife, and we, I lost that fight. But her name should have been Madison because I love that place, Madison Square Garden. No, I, I get love it. the garden. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> when you walk in there, when you get up, when I got off the train in Grand Central, and you walk down the street, and you, as you get closer, you can feel the vibe, and just feeling it. It's coming back. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And when it comes to a playoff game, it's different. Nothing it, better. It, no, there's it, not. There's I, nothing better, and I, I, that's I, why. If you're lucky enough to be able to get in the building, now look. Even if you just watch these either from a bar or at home, and thanks for the call, Zach. If you're lucky enough, even if you watch them at home or, or a bar, or whatever, it's, it's still a great experience. But if you're lucky enough to go to it and experience it, and you know, for me, I go back to not '94. But a little bit after that, I, I would guess that my first playoff game at the Garden was probably 90, 
697 Rangers. And I was hooked ever since and was going to a ton. And now remember, there are different ways too. I lived in the city for years, so there was nothing cooler than either taking the subway down and back or just walking. I could literally walk to the garden and go to a game. That was a thrill for somebody who's from Long Island and grew up taking the train into Penn. And then that experience, like that was my experience with going into the city. I never went to the city for anything other than the Knicks or Rangers early on. And then you take the train, you get used to it, that smell of Penn Station. Even though they changed Penn Station around now, still that smell is there. It just reminds me of going to Knicks and Ranger games. And when they're good, which hasn't been enough because the Knicks have been bad for the majority of the past two decades, 20 years, it's a long time. It's nearly half my life they've been awful for. So when they're good, it's it's exciting. I hate what they've done with the front of the building, though. I miss the marquee in front. Uh, you know, all the construction, I get it. You got to do it and the renovations and all that stuff. And it's still the world's most famous arena. It's still the garden. You go inside. I miss the old purple and green seats. But it's still a great building. And the renovations are fine. Like it's a, it's a beautiful state-of-the-art building, facility, all that. But when you're in there watching the Knicks and Rangers, looking at those banners, oh, man, the history, the chance, defense right from the get-go tonight, right out of the gate, the Go New York Go song. For the Rangers, the Potvin sucks chance. It's it, Nothing beats it. This is special. This is a special time for Knicks and Rangers fans. Ken is calling from Queens. What's up, Ken? Yes, Frankie Valley once said, oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. Now, I'll start with our Mets. Joey, I'm telling you, Sal, you'll never see... Carlos Carrasco again on this team. He'll probably have the bone spur surgery and he'll be done and next year he'll be a goner. But even if Lucchese is not the real deal, this guy is a valuable weapon because he's a lefty and you can use him out of the bullpen also if you need him. So I've always liked Lucchese and now hopefully you know, he'll have a few bad games but you know what? Like I said, he's a valuable weapon coming out of the bullpen. That's number well, one. Well, he's not. He, no. He's not. He's going to be starting for him. I mean, he, he's not going to be coming yeah, out of the but bullpen. Now he'll be starting, but I'm just saying, down the road, he gives no. them another lefty possibility that they need coming out of the bullpen. You know, right, but I don't up. think I, I don't think that's going to be his role. I'm trying to tell you, I, I believe after talking to people down at Port St. Lucie that Lucchese, because I asked specifically if Lucchese would take the role of Trevor Williams. Remember last year, Trevor Williams was that long reliever right. and did such a great yeah, job. Be like, Spots yeah, to, well, that, no, well, really? Well, hold, hold on. Yeah, let me finish. So I asked specifically about that, and the answer was no, he is a starter. So he will be used, uh-huh. at, at least the way that it was told to me, he was going to be used to uh, be a starter in the event of exactly what's going on now, where they need somebody to fill in that rotation, go with Lucchese. And if he continues to pitch like this, he's not leaving that rotation. Right. Now, Houston helped us out tonight, came back from that 4-1 deficit, won the game. So, like you said, we're a half a game out, so that's a good sign. And with our Knicks, let me tell you something. I said to my brother-in-law, Bill, today we were talking, that's Justin's uh, dad, who you speak to from Floral Park all the time, right? And I was saying Wait a second, to my so you know, you know Justin in Floral Park? Justin's my nephew. I told you that oh. about at least three, four times. 
Oh, I don't remember. I uh, wow. I invite okay. you to the barbecue to see with Justin and my uh, brother-in-law. Remember Lindbrook a couple years ago? But you said what I say? You know, your schedule is kind of busy and hectic. Oh. So yeah. I said you're welcome anytime to come over. Being that you went to that game with my nephew yeah. anyway that time with the Ranger game last year. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, I said I'm just worried about Josh Hart because he looked. Right, the last game, but man, that guy, I love that guy. He was all over, all over the court tonight. And Sal, forget about the 90s. We're going back to 69 because the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl, the Rangers are going to win the Stanley Cup, and the Mets are going to win the World Series, and we're going to have a three-peat. And I'm, I saw it in 69, and I'm going to see it again in 23. Well, I, 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 I don't think that's going to be the case, Cannon. Thank you for the call. Uh, you left me speechless there. I don't think that that's going to be the case. Now, I'd love to see it. It's not going to happen. Forget about the Super Bowl. Let's just hope the Jets can be respectable. The Jets were the one team that didn't make the playoffs of this bunch. Giants obviously made it going to the second round in the divisional round. Mets, Yankees all made it a year ago. We expect them to both make it again this year. Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, Nets, everybody's in. Jets with the odd team out. And maybe that'll change this year. I do think they'll legitimately. Look, the Mets and Yankees could legitimately win the World Series. Both those teams are built, and they're going to get better anyway. The, the Yankees, you know, are going to add. And I would expect that the Mets are going to add as well, whatever needs they have to try to address them at the trade deadline. So those two teams have a legitimate chance. And the Rangers have a legitimate chance. That's what you're looking at. We could be title town again. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls for the final hour of the show. Chris McMonagle will be here to take you through the overnight, as always, on the Saturday morning shows. As we welcome in Marco Belletti right now. Marco, you pumped up about that big Knicks win? Hell yeah. That was tremendous stuff. That's stifling defense. How about, Marco, how about the... Bing bonger Nick fans. See, for Nick fans like you and I, who grew up in the 90s and watched this team in the postseason every year, watched this team advance beyond the first round every year, what do you make of all these videos that we're seeing on social media with Nick fans acting as if they had won the NBA championship after winning game three to go up two games to one? Again, this is the same nonsense that you saw in game two a couple years ago when they beat the Hawks and they wound up losing in five. I mean, look, I'm excited too. Calm, calm the hell down. It's one. It's it's two games. Obviously, in the series, it's one game at the Garden. It's a two-one series lead. They've played great. They look great. It's boding well to be able to get out of the first round. Calm yourself down. We don't need to be climbing poles and playing one-on-one in the streets after a two-one series lead in the first round. This series is yeah. still far from over. Let let's let's calm the hell down, everybody. The Knicks are back. That. I saw that. What is the what is the uh, with the basketball? They're playing. Uh, you're right. They're playing one on one in the streets. I mean, what it, is going on? It, it's cool and all, but it's also it's also rinky dink. It, it makes you look ridiculous when it's one game and you're already doing this. Like, there's a lot of levels to get through. You know, there's series to go through. Can you imagine the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals? Like, that's where you want to be. That's where some of this extra jubilation, if you will, will come out. Not after this. This is where you got to feel like it's taking care of business, where you're supposed to be here, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Doesn't mean you don't get excited, just means you don't act like morons. That's all. It matches, that type of behavior matches the Knicks production over the last two decades. 
which is sad to me. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock fans for being excited, but it's, it really is. It is sad and, uh, and quite pathetic, as a matter of fact. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls. Final hour of the show. As we said, one more hour to go. C-Mac will take you through the overnight, as always, on Saturday morning. Knicks get a big win. Rangers go for a 3-0 lead tonight at the Garden as they switch over, probably right now, switching over from the hardwood to the ice before switching it back for Sunday afternoon. You get the Islanders with a win, the Mets with a win, the Yankees with a loss. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 